This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Never Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Preview Show brought to you by the Known and Never Podcast. It is not Friday night, it is midweek. Um, I am your host Natalie Bromley and joining me as ever is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show and that is of course Steve Statman Roberts. It's not really, it's Dave Statman Roberts. Hi Dave, how are you? Hello, I'm very well. I'm a bit giddy tonight because we are recording this preview show directly after this afternoon's well-earned point and good point against West Ham at home. I think we're a little bit divided, aren't we, Dave? Dave's nodding his head a little bit like, "Mm, is it a good point? Should we have had three? Dave, on paper, a side as good as West Ham, who are flying this season, top four side, you've got to think that a home point against them is a good point. We need wins. We need some wins. So I think I think it's a, it's a better point if we win on Wednesday. If we get four out of the two games, I think we'll be uh, be quite happy with that. But I think the problem. I think the way I look at it is when you look at the points that you're going to get in the season, the wins you're going to have. You'd look at a top four side and think we're probably not going to beat them. So if we'd have lost today, that probably wouldn't have defined our season. But a bonus point that we were maybe not expected could well define our season. So I'm not trying to look at it in that that sense. Um, Some excellent performances for me. I think there were a couple of players not quite at the races today, but I'm not going to fall into the trap of of pointing them out or criticising them at all because we've got to stick together in this, Dave. But I would like to say two particular mentions to Ben Mee and Charlie Taylor, who I thought were absolutely excellent. And Nick Pope. And Nick Pope, I was going to say. And also Matt Lawton, I thought, had a good game. Um, and I think for me, a player who's come under a bit of fire recently and a bit of stick for no fault of his own, just a, a perception that perhaps he's not quite up to Premier League just yet. Um, Josh Brownell, I thought was very good when he came on. I don't know whether you would agree with that summary. Yeah, I thought he did uh, yeah. did the job when he came on. Yeah, definitely. I did too. I did too. Um, and that last twenty minutes, we looked like we were we were going for it. So. Yes, I think it's a good point. Listeners, how are we feeling about that game? I know we're a bit down in the dumps at the moment and we are desperately trying to get some wins, but um, do let us know how you feel about that point. I'm always very interested to hear your thoughts. So do drop us a line on Twitter and let us know. But 
moving on, Dave, moving on. We are, of course, here for other business because it's a fast turnaround. We have got yet another preview show, um, and which, of course, means we've got another quiz question to give an answer to, which we gave you before we previewed the West Ham game. And the question we left you with was, can you name the two players who have played for both Burnley and West Ham United who have scored goals against Burnley for the Hammers since the year 2000, either at home or away? Now, Dave, I failed spectacularly answering this question, so please, please put us out of our misery and tell us what those answers were. Well, once again, as you said, there's been a very quick turnaround between us publishing the West Ham United preview show that went out on Friday evening and then recording this episode, which we're doing on Sunday. So there hasn't been much time to receive your answers, but I can reveal the names of the two players who played for West Ham and Burnley and scored for the Hammers against Burnley since 2000 were... Junior Stanislas, ah. he scored in 2009. That was the uh, away game at West Ham, which they won 5-3. And also Matt Taylor, he scored in a match at Turf Moor in October 2013. And the Hammers won that 2-0. So they were the uh, correct answers. Excellent. And did we get any correct answers from our lovely bunch of listeners we did indeed, yes. Uh, John Robertson was lightning quick this week oh. uh, and not only named both players correctly, but uh, he also told us the matches and the scores. Very impressive. Mm. Um, Berrien William-Jones, who listens to us from Queensland in Australia, also got both names correct. And we also received another reply with the correct answers from Andrew Blythe, who's a Turf Moor regular despite living in Ayrshire in Scotland. So well done to all of them. And indeed to anyone else who knew the answers but didn't send them in to us. Yeah, and don't be doing that, listeners. If you know the correct answers, send them in. We'll give you a shout-out. Um, it seems to me that uh, a certain John Robertson may have had a broadband upgrade this week if he was lightning quick. Maybe Google was working very fast on that one. But congratulations, listeners, to all of you who've got that on there. And um, do not fret because we are, of course, going to bring you another quiz question. So you don't have to wait very long. Just don't go anywhere. Stick around to the end of the show and Dave will let you know what you need to answer this week. Premier League head to head. And without further ado then, Dave, we have a look at a match review and that is this coming Wednesday, midweek fixture, Watford at home, Wednesday the 15th of December. My goodness, how are we the 15th of December already? It's a 7.30 kickoff and it's live on BT Sport. We're going to delve into the history of this fixture first, Dave, so why don't you kick us off with previous Premier League meetings? Yeah, uh, this season, 2021-22, is the fifth season that our paths have met uh, Watford in the top flight in the Premier League era. And in the four past matches at Turf Moor, Burnley have won three and lost just one. Uh, Watford's only win out of the four was by a 3-1 scoreline. In that match in August 2018, ex-Claret striker Andre Gray gave the Hornets an early lead before James Tarkovsky hit back with a quick-fight equaliser. However, second-half goals from Troy Deeney and Will Hughes ensured the visitors went away with all three points. Uh, we're going to mention our two 1-0 wins now and then keep the 2-0 win back for our memory match. So those two wins by a single goal margin, they were in uh, December 2017. Uh, Scott Arfield scored just before half-time, not long after Watford's Marvin Ziegler had been sent off. And in June 2020, it was Jay Rodriguez who found the net with a second-half header in a match that was played behind closed doors. Of course, we didn't meet last season as Watford was spending a season back in the Championship before bouncing back at the first attempt. 
indeed. Memory match! Um, memory match then. What have you picked to highlight for this section? Okay then, for our memory match, let's return to that 2-0 Burnley win we mentioned briefly. That took place early on in the 2016-17 season. Uh, Burnley were without striker Andre Gray, who was beginning a four-match ban for historical historical comments made on social media. Uh, That was shortly after we uh, beat Liverpool 2-0 earlier that uh, that Mm. season. Uh, We took the lead in the 38th minute after Stephen DeFore's corner was headed down by Jeff Hendrick and went through the legs of Sam Vokes and in past Watford goalkeeper Jorelio Gomez. Five minutes after half-time, we found the net again with another header. This time, Stephen DeFore's left-wing cross found Michael Keane, who directed a header in at the B-hole end to double our advantage, and it stayed that way to give us a well-deserved victory. Stephen DeFore was man of the match, and the victory took us up to 13th in the table. We were on seven points after six games. Oh, the memories. All the memories. If only we were that high up the league as well. On this day! Um, So what's happened on this day in previous years? Oh yeah, quite a lot to go through here. Burnley have won eight of the previous 19 matches that we've played on the 15th of December. Uh, The first match on this date was in the first ever season of the Football League. That was in 1888. Burnley had travelled to Deepdale on the opening day in September and we'd lost 5-2, but the reverse fixture at Turf Moor on December 15th was closer and ended as a 2-2 draw. We then won our next three matches on this date, which were all at home. We beat Stockport 3-1 in the second division in 1900, then a 4-2 win over Hull City in another second division game in 1906, and the third win of the trio was a 2-0 victory that was over Chelsea in a first division match in 1923. Five years later, in 1928, Sheffield Wednesday were the victors at Turf Moor by a 2-0 scoreline. And then we went and won 3-2 at the Nest in 1934. If you don't know, that was where Norwich City played for many years, before they moved to Carrow Road at the start of the following season. After World War II, our first match on the 15th of December was a 1-0 home win, and that was over Charlton Athletic, but our next two matches in 1956 and 1962 were both away defeats at Chelsea and Everton respectively. Our sixth win was a 2-1 home victory over Arsenal in 1973, but six years later we lost 2-0 at Birmingham City as we continued to struggle in the 1979-80 season. In 1984, we managed a 1-1 draw with Swansea City, and six years later, we went down 3-2 at Gillingham, with David Crown scoring a hat-trick for the home side. Then there was an infamous 2-1 win at Shrewsbury Town in an FA Cup replay. Uh, You may recall this was the match where their manager, John Bond, who'd been at Turf Moor hadn't been at Turf Moor for the original drawn match, uh, disguised himself as a steward in the stands instead of taking his place in the home dugout. Uh, That was back in uh, 1992. Uh, Our eighth and final win on this date was a 3-2 victory over Stockport County uh, in 2001, which means we've failed to win any of the four matches we've played on December 15th in the 20 years since. We lost 3-2 at home to Preston in 2007, with two red cards shown to Burnley players. Then there was a 1-1 draw against Watford, our opponents on Wednesday. That was back in 2012. Uh, Charlie Austin netted an equaliser from the penalty spot in that match. And then we've had two 1-0 away defeats. Uh, we played Middlesbrough at Middlesbrough in 2015. And then we lost 1-0 at Spurs three years ago in 2018. So to summarise, our overall record for 15th of December is played 19 
won eight, drawn three, and lost eight, with 29 goals for and 30 against. Good stuff. It doesn't board very well for this memory match on this day, does it, really? It's, uh, but, you know, records are there to be broken, aren't they, Dave? They're there to be broken. Of course. Club Connection! Um, club Connection, then, please. Um, you have been bringing us a... Well, focusing on one player who's featured for both teams. And um, I don't really know who you're going to shine your spotlight on this week, Dave. Who have you chosen? Uh, well, unlike our last episode, I did at least remember to tweet out a list of players to see which names would come back in our replies. But there wasn't really one name who gained any momentum, with several individuals, including Micah Hyde, Jerry Harrison, and also Gifton No Williams and even Alexander Kaklaniklich getting a mention. Uh, so I've decided to single out the player who was mentioned by Todd Claret. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, and that was Clark Carlisle. What's your favourite Clark Carlisle moment, Natalie? There is absolutely only one answer I can give to this, and that is, of course, his amazing Oscar speech that he gave at Wembley when we just won uh, the playoff final. And I just remember him just saying, I'm so thankful, I'm so grateful. Look at these magnificent fans! And it was just... It was full of emotion. It was full of admiration for us all as a team. And I will never, ever forget that. You will not be surprised to know that does get a mention in the uh, in the write-up. So thought I'll, it uh, might. Thought it might. I'll, I'll crack on and tell you all about Clark Carlisle. Uh, he was born in Preston in 1979 and started his football career with Blackpool. Uh, by the time he joined Watford in 2005, he'd also spent time with QPR and Leeds United. He would also have a short loan spell at Luton before Burnley made a move for the experienced central defender in 2007, while Steve Cottrell was still our manager. But it was under Owen Coyle, where we saw the best of Clark Carlisle, in partnership with Steve Caldwell, including that memorable 2008-2009 season, which ended with victory at Wembley against Sheffield United. Clark was clearly very emotional when interviewed after the final whistle, weren't we all? But it meant that he would be playing top-flight football with Burnley the following season. He played 28 of the 38 games in the Premier League in 2009-10 and was a regular again the following season after we dropped straight back into the Championship. But after extended loan spells with Preston and Northampton in 2011-12, he moved on for a short spell with York City before ending his playing career with Northampton. In total, he made 152 appearances for Burnley, scoring eight goals. During his time at Burnley, he was the chairman of the PFA and also appeared on TV quiz programme Countdown, as well as being a panellist on the BBC's Question Time programme. But he also had his off-the-field battles with his mental health, and after being very frank about an earlier attempt to take his own life when he was only 21 in his book and a TV documentary, there were more concerns in December 2014, when he also thankfully survived an accident uh, with a lorry as a pedestrian on the A64 near York. Three years later, there were more concerns when he went missing before being found safe. And we can only hope that Clark is coping with his personal demons now. Mm. However, he will always be fondly remembered for the time he spent at Turf Moor, which culminated in that most memorable of matches at Wembley in May 2009. Definitely. I mean, Burnley fans have always loved Clark Carlisle. And, I, I, you know, I echo those words without question, Dave. And, uh, yeah, we do always... We'll always be welcome at Turf Moor and he'll always have friends should he need them. Um, we're going to bring you another club connection in our next preview show, which is with the away trip to Villa Park, which, Dave, might be in jeopardy. Did you see on the news coming out tonight? Villa 
have also had a bit of a COVID um, catastrophe today as well. So you never know, that might be in jeopardy. Um, but assuming that that preview shot is going ahead, we will um, give you more club connections then. But in the meantime, we're going to move away from the history of this particular fixture with Watford and we're going to bring you right up to date with the present, starting with our scouting report. Scouting report! Yeah, Watford are already on to their second manager of the season. And based on the last decade, you wouldn't risk too much money wagering that the current incumbent of the managerial hot seat at Vicarage Road, that's Claudio Ranieri, will last until the end of the season. Watford's summer transfers included 22-year-old central midfielder Imran Loser from FC Nantes for £9 million, 22-year-old goalkeeper Maduka Okeyi from Sparta Rotterdam for £4.5 million, uh, 23-year-old Nigerian striker Emmanuel Dennis was also a bargain £3.6 million buy from Club Bruges, and 32-year-old midfielder Musa Sissoko arrived from Spurs for just over £3 million. In addition, 26-year-old midfielder Ozan Tufan is also on a season-long loan from Fenerbahce. Since Ranieri took over, they've used three at the back against Liverpool in his first match uh, is his first match in October, uh, but that ended as a 5-0 home defeat, but they've played with a back four in every game after that. For their most recent match, which was a 2-1 defeat at Brentford at the weekend, they had Daniel Backman in goal, a back four of uh, Ngekia, Cathcart, Truster Kong and Firminia. Uh, Sissoko and Kuka were their holding midfielders, with Tom Cleverley in a more advanced midfield role. Uh, Josh King and Kucho played out wide, and Emmanuel Dennis led the line. The Hornets are dealing with several injuries to their squad, and although we are recording this prior to the pre-match press conferences, the likes of uh, Peter Etobo, Ben Foster, Adam Messina... Quadwo Bar, Ismaila Saar and Nicholas Nkulu all appear to be ruled out of the present time, with one or two other doubts as well. Uh, Watford striker Emmanuel Dennis is currently their top goalscorer with seven, although Josh King and Ismaila Saar have each contributed five goals so far this season. The trio are also the club's top three contributors in terms of FPL points so far this season, and although Saar is currently out injured, will still need to be very wary of the attacking threat of the other two at Turf Moor on Wednesday evening. Yeah, indeed. Um, well, we do like to give you a bit of a balanced view on the previous show, and we always like to try and bring you where we can an opposition view, which we do have this week. We are delighted to welcome back our friends from the Rookery End who are going to give us their view ahead of the game. Opposition view. Good day. The wonderful people of No, Nay, Never. Uh, yeah, it's the gang from John from the podcast from the Rookery End. Uh, just to give an update of, of how we, we are towards this magical, high-pressured game we're heading to at Turf Moor on Wednesday. You, you might have seen we've had a terrible run. The results have been absolutely horrendous. But, but, we did play Chelsea and Manchester City and... Manchester United and Leicester and Arsenal. It wasn't a pretty run and we, it, it was our hell which we'd highlighted in many different colours uh, at the beginning of the season. But actually it wasn't so bad. There were some great performances in there and, and weirdly, remarkably, we left the Chelsea game going, we deserve something out of that. We beat Manchester United and so we, we're sort of trying to be positive about this rather than say we beat Manchester United and we, we lost all the other games. We, we drew against Manchester United, Leicester and Arsenal. And then we only happened to, to lose to, to Chelsea and, 
and Manchester City. And that, that sort of made us feel quite good about ourselves. Um, it, it has been not a remarkable turnaround uh, with, with Ranieri that put those performances in. But he definitely has made a the uh, difference in, in so many simple ways for what was a, a team of good players that have now become uh, a unit uh, and are playing better together. However, however, the game against Brentford on Friday was atrocious. And we, I, I'm trying to put it down to a few different things. It's always quite fun to try and find uh, the reasons for these problems because if we can find it, then hopefully Claudia can find it and he can fix them ready for uh, Wednesday evening up at your place. You know, we've had um, a, a mixture in midfield. Tom Cleverley, everyone knows about Tom Cleverley. And, you know, he he may be getting on, but he's still as as terrier as he has always ever been. Musa Sissoko, classy act we've got from Tottenham. Something to prove. And he's been fantastic as well. And it's the third one that we felt like caused us some issues. You know, it was the, the Kuchka who sort of has a bouncer vibe about him. He was sort of being a bouncer at Brentford. Um, but we also have another player. Now, be careful with this one. Loser, who really hasn't been. We thought he would be, but he hasn't been a loser at all in this recent run of games. Really sort of sitting back at the back of the, that three, playing the ball, making things happen, keeping the tempo, keeping it fluid. And that's what we lacked uh, with him not playing against Brentford. Uh, our attacking line, be, be, be ready for them. Uh, Joshua King uh, comes with a, a good, healthy Premier League uh, history behind him. Uh, and from that, you know, his goals at Bournemouth, uh, didn't get any time at Everton uh, when he was there for, what, six months. And, and now at Watford, he's really trying to prove himself and, and get himself back up there where he probably thinks he should be. And he's, he's doing some really good stuff. The danger man, the true danger man, you would have thought was Ismail Assar, but he's out long-term injured. But Emmanuel Dennis, who is by far the bargain of the whole Premier League this year. Uh, his goals and assists record is pretty spectacular. And uh, he has scored an atrocious number of goals for only £3.5 million. Pounds. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's the one you really want to keep your eye out for the most. And alongside those three up front, you're going to see either the young and energetic and talented Jao Pedro or the young and energetic and talented... Cucho Hernandez. Both will have bleach blonde hair. Uh, that's what young, talented uh, and, and excited players often do. I don't know why. Um, we're slightly older and uh, our highlights are natural, shall we say. So that's what you're going to get in terms of the danger. Your, your luck is going to be in probably with our defence. Uh, it hasn't been fantastic, particularly our centre-back pairing. It's, you know... We, we, they were fantastic and they were really good in the championship. Uh, Craig Cathcart, who lots of your listeners probably remember uh, from our last spell in the Premier League, he does what he does and he does it very well. The man alongside him at the moment is William Trusticant, who just has a mistake in him. Uh, he has a, a bad moment somewhere along the line, a dodgy, terrible last-minute dive at a, at a ball um, against Brentford, which won them the penalty. Uh, and the most strange moment of the season so far, away at Leicester, the ball's played long and he just ducks out of a header. It bounces and James Madison scores a goal. It wasn't fun to watch and we're still a bit confused about it all. So that's where we are. That's what we're thinking. And you, you know, you've got your possibilities of, of you getting some points. But, but if we can do what we do and we do what we do well uh, and we put in a performance as we did up uh, at home to Chelsea, you might have to be a little bit scared of the Mighty Hornets 
coming up to Turf Moor. So, let's hope for a good game. It is going to be worth a lot of points. Uh, no, it won't. It's not a six-pointer. There's no such thing. But it could be a big win, I think, for both sides in terms of setting themselves up ready for this big, long, hard slog of a run that we have between now and the new year. So, let's see what happens on Wednesday at your place. Fingers crossed it's a Hornets win. Tutty bye! Okay, who's our referee, Dave? Who who we got this week? Uh, in charge on Wednesday will be Martin Atkinson of Wakefield. Uh, not many officials have taken charge of more Burnley matches than Martin Atkinson, certainly not in the modern era, apart from perhaps uh, Mike Dean. Uh, this will be Martin Atkinson's 30th Burnley game since a 1-1 draw at Crewe. That was way back in February 2005. Uh, we've won 13 of his past 29 games as the man in the middle. But if we look at our record just for the Premier League games, we have 11 wins, 6 draws and 6 defeats from 23 matches, which compares very favourably with most other officials. However, Martin Atkinson has taken charge of three Burnley matches so far in 2021, two of which were earlier this season. Uh, we lost all three of those games, including the two this season, uh, although two of them, one last season and one this, were both against Manchester City. In terms of sendings off, there have been three. Uh, two to opposition players. They were uh, Nemanja Matic at Chelsea and also Hal robson Carnu in a match at Turf Moor and one to uh, a Burnley player, which was Ashley Barnes at Hull City in February 2017. And finally for this section, Stuart Atwell will probably be the man who turns down a nailed-on penalty for us, even though it's more obvious than any of the ones that's been given in this weekend's matches, or worse still, decides to rubber-stamp a soft one to Watford. Yes, he's the video assistant referee. Oh, joy. Oh, we're going to need all the help we can get, Dave. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week! Well, I know we're not going to leave it there because I know you like to treat our listeners. So why don't you delve deep, deep, deep into those pockets of yours and let us have your miscellaneous stat of the week. Uh, Yeah, this week's stat relates to our matches against Watford since Sean Dyche became Burnley manager. In total, we've played the Hornets 12 times in all competitions, home and away, since November 2012. And our record is uh, 1-5, drawn 5 and lost just 2. In the six home games, which includes the meetings in the Championship and the Premier League, Burnley have won three, drawn two and lost just one. Also, it's worth noting just how many managers have stepped through Watford's revolving doors since they took the decision to sack Sean Dyche in the summer of 2012. At the last count, it's up to 14, I think, excluding caretaker managers, although during that time, Kike Sanchez-Flores has had two separate spells. And I've got to say, listeners, I do wish sometimes, at one stage I should probably release some visuals of our script for the preview show because I didn't. At some sections I don't look at the script in advance because I like to be surprised. I like to listen to them like you do as listeners. And I sc- scroll down to this week's stat of the week and there's a just a graphic on the right-hand side of a revolving door and just a man going round and round and round. So there you go, the merry-go-round that is Watford's managers. Um so how are you feeling about Wednesday, Dave? I think you've already said that. In fact, let's just get this out of the way now. Regular listeners will know that Dave and I often clash about a particular saying. Dave does not believe in this saying, but I do. I'm saying it now. Wednesday is a must win. Case against Dave? Or do you um, I'm saying it's a must not lose. Why? Why is it a must not lose? Because, well, there are, um, well, six, maybe seven teams down there with us and we're still 
right right in there. It's very very close between those teams. So what you don't want to do is lose a game and allow teams to get away from it. If you stay in there, then you've still got a chance. Ideally, yes, we'd love to get a win against Watford. Winning against teams around you is the very best way to get yourself up the table and to keep them down. But a draw isn't a, a disaster, which is why I'm saying it's more of a, a must-not-lose than a must-win, even though I think we need to to do all we can to uh, to try and win the game. Uh, I disagree. Yeah, well, I don't disagree, disagree what you're saying, but I this, this has to be a must-win game. And the reason for this, Davis, and I've said this before, if you get 10 wins in a season, you will probably stay up. I think that tends to be the benchmark. And we are running out of games. If we... Even if we draw, it's not enough. We are not going to survive in this league with the amount of draws we've had. We've had eight draws already. Um, we won't need 10 wins. Do you not think? How we've drawn so many games that the more games you draw, the fewer wins you need. So you might only need eight wins. Okay, eight wins. Well, we need seven. We, okay, if we look now another at seven, seven games, we need another seven wins. And Watford at home, aside who are going to go down if we don't, has to be a must win. It has to be. Um, what do you think, listeners? Do you Are you on Team Dave or are you on Team Natalie? Um, is this a must win or is this a must not lose? Um, do tweet us your opinions on the game, please. You can send us a tweet at none and ever. You can post a comment on our Facebook page or you can send us a... Email at previewshow at noneandever.net. Um, what about t- team news? A bit, of a, a bit of a weird one ahead of the match. Um, we saw on Twitter today by his girlfriend, Dave, that um, Connor Roberts is in a bad way. Uh, yes, he's in uh, hospital, I believe. Yeah, I've heard today. Now, listeners, please do um, take this with a pinch of salt because this is not verified. Of course it's not. But the very reliable source, which is some bloke at the ground today, told me that apparently it's food poisoning. Um, it's not COVID-related. Apparently it's quite a, a very severe case of food poisoning. So fingers crossed he is better. Um, do we have any other injury situations, Dave? Uh, well, we know Ben Mee uh, came back. He was obviously mm-hmm. a late fitness test for the uh, for the West Ham game, but he, he made it. He was in there. Um, Ashley Barnes is obviously out for a little while. Connor Roberts certainly won't be playing for a, a while. Um, there was a, a late fitness test again on Maxwell Corney. He obviously didn't start, neither was he on the bench. Perhaps he might be in contention for um, uh, for Wednesday's game. So it's it's one of those. We're recording it early. Obviously, they don't won't do the um, pre match press conference probably until. Uh, later on on Monday, I'm guessing for for Wednesday's games, we might find a little bit more from from Sean Dyche. Obviously, they do um, broadcast those live now. They're usually on uh, the afternoon, roughly about one fifteen, one thirty. Usually two days before the game. So for a Saturday game, it'll be on a Thursday. For a Sunday game, it'll be on a a Friday. And I think for a Wednesday game, it'll probably be on the uh, on the Monday sometime. But after we're recording this, okay. Good. Well, finish me off then with a score prediction, please, Dave. Um, well, after all that's been said, I still think that we're going to win. I'm going to predict a win. I'm going to predict a 1-0 win because I don't think we've got a lot of goals in us. Um, Watford, I don't think, have kept a clean sheet since forever. Um, so I think it's going to be tight. I think it'll be a 1-0 win to Burnley. Yeah, I think we are going to sort our goal. I think it's going to be another Brentford me. I think we'll go out on the attack. I think we'll put this to bed. I'm going to say it's going to be a 3-0 win to Burnley. Um, I'm going to predict um, that Chris Wood will set us off. Then I think we will have a Ben Lee header. header. 
um, which is sandwiched between uh, that and Max Corner with a screamer to finish us off and seal the deal. So I've already just told you how you get in touch with those listeners. Please do let us know your score predictions, the scorers, and how they are going to score. Okay. No Fantasy Premier League this week, I don't this midweek, Dave. Uh, no, we're recording this on the Sunday, and obviously with games still having been, been played, it takes them a little while to get all the tables updated. So uh, what we're going to do, we we won't have, obviously, updates when we do the Aston Villa preview for the midweek games. So we're going to give you the update of the weekend games when we do the Villa preview, and then the preview we do after that, which is... Uh, well, that will that will actually be the Everton game, won't it? That'll be the, the Everton game on Boxing Day. When we do that one, we should have another couple of weeks um, of well, game weeks of updates to to do. It does get a little bit um, uh, difficult over the uh, Christmas period, so forgive us if we don't have an update to do. What we will do is uh, is bring you up to speed as soon as we can when the uh, FPL have updated their tables. Mm, good stuff. Good stuff. Statman Dave's quiz question. So instead. We're going to leave our listeners with a quiz question. What are you setting us this week? Uh, well, this week's quiz question goes back to the uh, stat of the week we mentioned about uh, different managers. Uh, and what we want to know is how many different Watford managers has Sean Dyche faced as Burnley manager since taking over at Turf Moor? Ooh, how do our listeners... Oh, God, that's a difficult one. How many different Watford managers has Sean Dyche faced Sean Dyche faced as Burnley manager since taking over at Turf Moor. I'll give you a clue, listeners. The answer isn't 45, because that would be ridiculous. Um, but, listeners, um, you're going to need to submit an answer this week. And, again, you're going to have to have a very quick turnaround. So, Dave, let them know how they submit them, please. Uh, well, before I do that, I'm just going to clarify. Ooh, it is okay. for home and away games. So we're Ah, yes. Okay. Well, maybe it's 45 then. Uh, <laughs> go on, Dave. How do they submit the answers? Uh, well, you can get in touch with us and let us know the answer using any one of these methods. You can tweet us or send us a direct message, preferably on Twitter. Uh, that's at no Nay Never. You can send an email to our dedicated email address for the preview show, which is previewshow at nonanever.net. Or you can also reply to the post for this preview show on either the No Nay Never Facebook page or on YouTube. Excellent stuff. Um, very quick comment, actually. Dave just mentioned there that you can um, leave a comment on our Facebook page. Very quick shout out to Mark Gibbons, who frequently interacts with us via Facebook and email. He always has a go at answering the questions and he's there every single week. And forgive us listeners, sometimes uh, we do forget to check Facebook because it's just, um, I'm just doing it too quickly. So um, the past couple of weeks, I have forgotten about poor Mark. So. <laughs> Even though Dave tells you to, to comment, I have just admitted that I sometimes forget. Not anymore. We will be strict with our Facebook page. So follow Mark Gibbons' lead. Um, Mark actually found the podcast during lockdown, and he said it's helped him through shielding for the last 18 months. So, Mark, we are delighted to have you um, on board with the Known and Ever family. Um, I hope that you're doing well. Um, thank you for always interacting with us and sending your answers to us. And keep in touch. We love it. Um as I've just said, you are going to have to be very quick sending in your answers as we're going to have another quick turnaround between making this episode available for you to listen to ahead of Wednesday's match and then obviously recording the next episode for the away game at Villa on Thursday evening. So you need to get it to you by Friday. So you're going to need to let us have your answers by Thursday, Dave. Is that when we're cutting it off? 7pm Thursday? Is that the yeah. cut-off? 7pm yeah. Thursday. That's your call to action, Burnley fans. 7pm Thursday. Um, we're going to reveal the correct answers and anybody who got it right at the start of the next episode 
But finally, do we have any community news, Dave? Uh, yeah, just a couple of things. Uh, we'd already flagged this up in advance prior to the weekend's match, but new guidelines for outdoor venues with more than 10,000 spectators. So that's all Premier League grounds as well as many in the Football League. Uh, they all come into force this week, starting for us with this Wednesday's home game against Watford. Uh, the government's Plan B directive is one which the Premier League and its member clubs are required to follow. And so it would certainly be advisable for fans to arrive at Turf Moor earlier than usual due to the extra checks that are taking place, as they're likely to make the period leading up to kickoff much busier than usual. Uh, Burnley FC have provided details on their website about what you need to do and links via social media. And there's also, I've seen, um, an updated FAQ they put on since the news was first announced. So it would be as well to carefully read through the guidelines in advance if you're planning to go to Turf Moor on Wednesday. Um, in terms of the uh, Burnley FC and the Community Food Bank uh, match day collections, uh, the one we had on Sunday, I believe, was the last one before Christmas. Uh, I suspect all the other checks that they need to be in place around Turf Moor on Wednesday means it's just not practical to have it in place for uh, for Wednesday's match against Watford. However, we will try to bring you reminders for future games later in the season once the collections are happening again. Good stuff. Yeah, I got me, my dad and, and Mr Bromley got um, spot checked outside turf today for the new COVID regulations. We got asked to pull over and asked to check our COVID passes. Um, obviously, it wasn't mandatory today because it's not going to force yet, but they were just trying to, I think, just train everybody and get used to approaching fans and get fans used to being able to produce them. Um, it was quite a timely thing, actually, because my dad couldn't get his to work on his phone. Um, he, he, hadn't, he hadn't dragged the... COVID pass into his wallet um, or his passes app, whichever phone you use, and couldn't get it up there. And, and uh, the, um, the steward who checked him did warn him and said, you can't let that happen on Wednesday. So they are taking it seriously. Burnley fans do, um, do try and make sure that you either have a negative lateral flow if you don't have the pass or you do have your pass available because I think they are going to be quite strict with that. So... That, I think, is everything. Uh, my thanks, as ever, go to everybody who has contributed to making this show, to our friends at From the Rookery End for their opposition view, to Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements, to producer Matt, who once again is balancing a million things to bring us these podcasts, and we're very grateful to him, to Dave Roberts for researching our preview show episodes, getting all of these stats together, and essentially doing a one-man job of making this happen. I love the preview show. I will always love the preview show. And I am a big fan of Dave Roberts. So thank you, Dave. Um, last but by no means least to you, the listener, for downloading and listening to this podcast. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. Um, I'm still not 100% sure what's happening with the analysis show this week. We might wait until after Watford and do something on Thursday and give you a double header on Friday. We might decide to have a few thoughts tomorrow. Um, we had quite a few um, debates on, on our WhatsApp group after the game, so we might pull some of those together and have a bit of a chat. I don't know yet. So keep an eye on social media and we'll let you know when the next podcast is out. Um, but Dave and I will be back on Friday night looking ahead to hopefully that away trip to Villa if they don't get um obviously in trouble with covid infections let's hope not um that's all we've got time for folks i've been natalie bromley this has been the preview show brought to you by the non and ever podcast until next time away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.